We are back. If it is Tuesday, it is time once again to get powered up with untapped potential with Dr. Simone right here on TVN Radio. So again, Power Up Nation, welcome to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TVN Radio. If it is your first time joining us, welcome aboard. This is the place we come together every Tuesday at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time to get energized and powered up for the week ahead and also to remind ourselves of the important life goals goals that we have chosen to work on and how do we stay consistent so this is your place to stop by to remind yourself to remain consistent on those goals that you have set for yourself for this year and it is already the first week of October so the year is quickly speeding along but there is still time to work on those goals so we want to come together every Tuesday to get powered up and energized for the week ahead and to kind of give ourselves that extra push to work on those goals that we have set for ourselves for this year. So again, welcome to the program. We are always um, happy to start off the program on a note of gratitude. And this week, we want to be grateful for all of our family and friends who were spared from the ravages of Hurricane Ian. Hurricane Ian did quite a number on Florida and it impacted Florida on Wednesday of last week and it caused quite a bit of devastation to Florida. So we are grateful, we are happy that as far as we know, all our friends and families were spared from the ravages of Hurricane Ian, but we are also uh, remorseful, we, we also mourn the loss of those who did not survive Hurricane Ian. So again, our thoughts and prayers are with those who did not survive Hurricane Ian. And we hope that that is it. <laughs> this is the end of the hurricane season. Hopefully we know the hurricane season goes all the way into November, but we pray that this is the last hurricane that we will see for the season. So again, welcome to the program. I'm always happy to be here with you as we get the week started off uh, on the right note in terms of getting our energy up and ready for the week ahead. As you know, we have a great interview for you every week. We have some wonderful music and we also provide you with a tip of the week as well as a featured video over on Roots Connection on 
over on pushpast10.com. So we provide you with a featured video on pushpast10.com. So lots to cover, a lot of information, a lot of great information for you today as we get started on Push on Untapped Potential. You know, I got too much going on. <laughs> I really do. I have too much going on. So sometimes things just bleed into each other, but we'll get it right today. So again, we have a lot for you today on Untapped Potential. Our interview today was one that we did with none other than Mr. Anthony Drago. So if you're a regular listener to TDN Radio, Mr. Anthony Drago is very uh, common to you. He is the host of This Week in Interview. Does a fabulous job in terms of interviewing folks for This Week in Interview every Wednesday right here on TDN Radio at 8 p.m. So he stopped by because we are very concerned Concerned that St. Lucia has now decided to go ahead and plan a World Creole Music Festival. And as you know, we consider St. Lucia to be the sister island of Dominica. So we were quite perturbed when we heard that they were planning a World Creole Music Festival. And it looks like they're planning to do this beginning next year. So why the competition? Why the competition between St. Lucia and Dominica? So we had a fantastic interview via Facebook Live uh, last week, and I'm grateful for Anthony for stopping by to be a part of the conversation. And towards the end, Mr. Alex Bruno also joined in on the conversation. So that will be our interview for this week. And then we will have some information for you for our tip of the week. So we have a lot to cover on this wonderful program today. But as we get started, you know, we are finally in the month of October. And I have to tell you, October is my favorite month because it is the month that we celebrate who we truly are. It is the month that we celebrate our Creole heritage, our culture, and all that makes us uniquely Dominican. So Creole, so October is my favorite month of the year. I know for many people it's December or February uh, for Carnival, but I have to tell you October is my favorite time of the year. So let's enjoy this number uh, entitled Gade Daye, which simply means look behind you. Some great Kadas Lipso music that we will be enjoying in October. So enjoy this number and then stay tuned as we go right into the interview with Mr. Anthony Drago on why St. Lucia has decided to embark on a World Creole Music Festival. So enjoy this number and stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Pushfestin Nation, come on in, check in, uh, post a message, let us know where you're joining us from. Uh, Simone here, and as we know, October is quickly approaching, which is Creole Heritage Month for Dominica, St. Lucia, a number of the islands who consider themselves Creole islands observe Creole Heritage Month in October. And as you know, the biggest event for us in Dominica is the World Creole Music Festival. But now we are hearing reports out of St. Lucia that they may be interested in holding a similar event right around the time that Dominica hosts the World Creole Music Festival. So we have questions, we have concerns. We know that you all have questions and concerns. And we actually have the other side 
of that story, which you will be interested in hearing. So I thought I would invite Mr. Anthony Drago, the host of This Week in Interview from TDN Radio, TDN Network, to join us so we can just share our concerns, our questions, and of course, our recommendations on this um, candid conversation. So again, come on in, share the live, let everyone know that we are here. I also included the link to the YouTube channel so you can share it with anyone who is not on Facebook. So let's go ahead and invite Mr. Anthony Drago to the platform as he says good evening to everyone. Good evening, Simone. Good evening to your, your audience and your fans, as you call them, Push Past Ten Nation. Yep. Um, it, it's a pleasure to be on with you. I, I am I'm usually on the other side of, 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 of this scenario, so it's it's refreshing to, to be um, your guest, definitely. So thank you for the invite, and once again, um, a special good night to all your listeners and viewers. Yes, and we have DJ Kubuli is the first one to say good night. So good evening, DJ Kubuli. Come on in, guys. Share the live. Let everyone know that we are here for this very important conversation. So I think we've all seen the video of um, the tourism minister in St. Lucia talking about the festival. But for those of us who have not seen it, I just want to lay the basis of this conversation. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share that video right now with you so you can have a better understanding of what we are talking about today. And then I will also share a response that uh, we received from the prime from the Minister of Tourism, and I want to commend uh, Mema Raphael because she was the one who did something that many of us should do. I think sometimes we get a piece of information and we simply react to it, but she did what many of us should do. She actually reached out to the minister and expressed her concern. And we have his response. So I think that will give us a better opportunity to have a balanced conversation about if this St. Lucia World Creole Music Festival should be seen as a threat to our festival or if it will should be seen as an opportunity. So let me go ahead and play the minister's uh, story first. In responding to concerns about the effect on St. Lucia's Creole heritage activities slated for October, as many St. Lucian patrons of the Dominica Music Festival had there during the same period, Culture and Creative Industries Minister Dr. Ernest Teller remained optimistic about the potential of St. Lucia's Creole Heritage Month to become the biggest national festival and attract thousands of visitors to St. Lucia's shores. But I believe Creole Heritage Month can become even bigger. And certainly the June Creole celebration, which is the last weekend, can become our biggest celebration in St. Lucia. But like you said, it coincides with Dominica Music Festival. And for somebody like me, who for the last few years attended every Dominica Music Festival, um, it's a real difficult situation to be in because, um, you know, you usually go to Dominica for Creole, um, for the, the Creole Festival. And now we have... Um, you know, Junior Creole and have responsibilities in that regard. Dr. Hiller thinks the time has come to brainstorm on ways to grow the Creole Festival. This will call for related agencies like the Cultural Development Foundation, CDF, the Folk Research Center, FRC, and the events company to engage in a discussion 
that is capable of coming up with ideas to outdo their Dominican counterparts. I believe we have the skills, we have the capacity to be even bigger than Dominica. You just have to look at Dominica's lineup for Creole Festival this year, and you can see that they've come all out That's to make sure it's a major, major. I mean, I know some of the artists that will be performing, and I know what it takes to get them to come to perform. Um, so we now need to sit down and strategize um, how we're going to maneuver in this regard. A joint marketing approach so that all the islands involved can enjoy mutual benefits is also an option. For the DBS News World, I'm Don Nicholas. Yes, so that is what sparked that passionate response. Anthony, I can tell you're ready to <laughs> on that conversation. Do you want to respond now or do you want to read the response that Mema got from him? Let, let, let's share that as well as we share it. So yeah, it will so set the stage, you know? Yes, yeah. let's set the stage. So everybody was in an uproar when they heard opera. that. And I think mm -hmm. it's especially the words that he chose to use. Outdo. Dominica yeah. Festival. Strategize to mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So keep those words in mind. Keep those words in mind now with the outrage that we all felt because we can see the St. Lucia, our sister island, right? We can see the St. Lucia, our oh, sister yeah. island. So Mema, and I want to thank her again, did an awesome job. She reached out to uh, Minister Ernest Hillier and she says, hey, hi, sir. I'm pretty disturbed by your revelation that you'd like to compete with our World Creole Music Festival. St. Lucia has an amazing world of world-class jazz festival. You have your own fantastic carnival. Why do you want to compete with Dominica for Creole Festival? Your economy is solid with lots of visitors, yet you're coming to take on our one event that brings us a steady flow of tourists, World Creole Music Festival. It's hard enough that Barbados took Ross University. Why a fellow sister who we love would want to hurt our economy? And Mrs. Hillier was gracious enough to respond, which I thought was honorable. He says, hi, good day. We actually look to collaborate and cooperate with Dominica. We didn't need another music festival and we'll not have one to compete with Dominica. He's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. Yeah. We're hoping we can do joint marketing to make sure visitors in St. Lucia go over to Dominica to celebrate the festival. We want more St. Lucians to go to Dominica, which means we may have to move our journée Creole Day celebration. We need to improve our celebration or Creole Heritage Month. There is so much we can do uh, in St. Lucia to celebrate Creole Month. There uh, is so much we can do to, in St. Lucia to celebrate Creole Month. Imagine Dominican designers coming to St. Lucia to sell clothes. Imagine Dominican vendors send stuff to St. Lucia to sell. There is so much we can get from working. And of course, uh, Mema was very excited. So she says, amazing. Thank you for the wonderful response. I'm looking forward to this uh, collaborative effort since we consider ourselves sister islands. So Anthony, a lot 
to unpack. But before we get started, let us just say good evening to everyone joining us on the Facebook Live. Jocelyn Labadee, good to see you. Uh, Olivia and Sherwin, Xavier, everyone who's coming in, don't forget to share the live. Anthony, what do you think? I mean, so many things, so many things to unpack, Simone. Um, for those of you that joined a little late, I want to I want to repeat my good night to you and hope that you you enjoy the conversation that we that we are going to have because those are conversations that are, that are important. Uh, there's a number of words that are branded around that evoke emotions. Our sister island, we love and competition and collaboration, but you know, Simone, um, my mom had 14 kids. Yes, my dad had a few more. So I have a bunch of siblings. And so there is something that they call sibling rivalry. So, so even in your own home, where you grew up, you have rivalry. Your brother that you love dearly, you and him compete or do each other maybe for the praise of your parents or for whatever it is, maybe um, it might be egoistical where you want to see your kids do better than your sister kids or your brother kids and so on. So how much weight does it really carry when we talk about islands being sister islands? I mean, does the sibling rivalry extend um, between sister islands, so to speak? So. The reason why I'm, I'm approaching it from that point of view is that I would like to set the premise to say that I don't think anybody opposes the fact that St. Lucia has a right to look out for St. Lucia. Absolutely. So um, in, in, in Mema's um, inquiry to the minister, she said Barbados already took Ross from us. Mm -hmm. There's debate on that. Barbados take Ross from us. Did Barbados catch Ross when we dropped Ross? We don't know, right? We, I live in the United States. There are 50 states in the United States, and we see competition among those states all the time. There, you know, recently there was a famous um, activity where um, Amazon was looking to set up for, for new location to set up factories in New York and New Jersey uh, were, were competing as to where they should, where they should um, house it. And they were throwing all kinds of carrots and incentives for Amazon to come over here instead of coming over there. So competition among um, closely, otherwise closely linked economies is not anything that is new. Mm -hmm. And so as again set the premise that St. Lucia has a right to do what St. Lucia thinks is best for the St. Lucian economy. So, so nobody is, is, is disputing that. They are both sovereign nations. Also, there are also considerations. Is there room for two festivals? Uh, um, are they targeting exactly the same market? Does Dominica have an advantage having organized a Creole World, World Creole Music Festival for the last 25 years. Do we have the, the advantage of, 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 of experience? And therefore, what is the barrier to St. Lucia entering the market and really being able to give us competition? Mm -hmm. So 
all of those questions, I think, uh, are how after after we get over um, the response of like we felt like it was a kick in the gut. Mm -hmm. to oh, Saint Lucia is trying to plan a Creole music welcome music festival. They're trying to plan at the same time like ours, you know, and they they won't even call it by the same name. Saint Lucia, really? You know, <laughs> our our sister squirrel speaking island wants to do that to us. Um, after we get over that initial shock, we have to really sit down and and ask some of those questions. And um, like everything else, when siblings grow up and they have competing interests, the same thing to do is to sit down and try to work it out so that everybody benefits, not fight each other and then you take down and destroy the assets of the family. So similarly, maybe that is where we are. And, and this conversation, Simone, um, I think is timely. I, I, I congratulate you for, 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 for approaching it from that point of view, where we can talk about and encourage, encourage people to, to talk about it. So those are my initial um, thoughts that I want to put out there to set, to set the stage for, for how we would um, approach um, dealing with such a situation. Yeah, and thank you for that, um, Anthony. And Jeffrey Coffey is locked in. Nice to see you, Jeffrey. Also, Bree Senhouse, my sister, nice to see you as well. And, you know, Anthony, I have to be honest with you, because when I first got saw the opera from the Dominica aspects of it, I thought to myself, why, why, why the opera? Like, why are we so um, in, in <laughs> anger and, you know, we're, we're calling out St. Lucia like you're supposed to be our sister. And I'm thinking to myself, well, like you said, you know, islands have the right to look out for themselves. And then the other thing that came to my mind is, isn't competition a good thing? That is why we have more than one store. That is why we have many businesses have different you know, different, you have AT&T, you have Sprint, you have different opportunities. Because in my mind, what competition does is it elevates your, your, your approach to excellence. It makes you want to be better. So rather than saying, oh my gosh, St. Lucia is going to take the World Creole Music Festival, I think it's an opportunity for us to look at what we're doing in Dominica, and instead of being threatened by St. Lucia, to say to ourselves, come and try to take what we have. We will outdo you. We will make it better. What, are we, what do we still need to improve on? So that even if you decide to stage your festival, it is not going to outdo Dominica. In my mind, that is the way I saw it, because I'm thinking to myself, you know, why, why the uproar? in terms of um, St. Lucia. And I think we have to approach things differently because in the same way we think um, Barbados took Ross. Barbados didn't took Ross. We created an environment where Barbados had the opportunity to say, hey, I can offer you something better. Again, competition. Again, looking at what you're doing in your business that is making it possible for others to enter the market. And I always go back to that um, coconut cheese example where people on Facebook were arguing because yet somebody else in the States had decided to make coconut cheese and we were arguing because, oh, Dominique has a small population and why would somebody else want to make popular, um, coconut cheese? Why not just support this person? And I'm thinking to myself, no, that's the wrong approach. 
<laughs> Everyone should make coconut cheese, but my coconut cheese should be so outstanding that your coconut cheese, Anthony, cannot see the light of day. People are going to come back to me all the time for my coconut cheese because yours is not as good. So, so you know, I think I'm taking it from a different approach from a lot of what I'm seeing in terms of the responses on Facebook. So I agree with you, Simone. Um, why is the reaction one that seems to be centered on fear rather than an opportunity? That, that, that is one thing. And as you said, competition forces us to do better. Mm-hmm. And so the, one of the other emotions that this thing should evoke in us is to examine what have we done with the World Korean Music Festival in the last 25 years that we have we've had World Korean Music Festival. Have we sufficiently branded that festival in that genre of music so that when someone thinks World Korean Music Festival, they think Dominica? Right. Can you imagine an island being another island being able to compete with Jamaica with a reggae festival? Mm-hmm. That that even if they are bigger, say say you take Puerto Rico or, or, or Cuba, or, and they say, oh, we have we have a reggae festival, and we're going to put it at the same time as reggae sunsplash. Mm-hmm. You get laughed at. You really you know you know Jamaica has reggae sunsplash at that time, and you're going to do a reggae festival at the right. same time. You know, have did we have we had we had a twenty five year period of organizing the World Korean Music Festival, and if we feel now that because Saint Lucia is announcing that they want to do it as well, do we really think that we've done enough with the World Korean Music Festival that that sounds to be a threat to us? So, for example, Saint Lucia has the Saint Lucia Jazz Festival. Do you really think that Dominica can stage a, a jazz festival at the same time as St. Lucia mm-hmm. and really compete with St. Lucia right, like right off the bat? St. Lucia has established themselves as where you go in the Caribbean for jazz. And so anybody who comes to compete with St. Lucia will know that, that, that there's that entry, that, that barrier to entry into that jazz festival market that St. Lucia has set. So you better stay away from that summer when St. Lucia has it and keep yours in February or, or some other time so that you don't compete. So as you said, competition in that sense should force us to look at what we've done with the World Creole Music Festival. Have we done enough that after 25 years, uh, Dominica is sufficiently branded to the to the concept of a world of a Creole music festival that anybody else that wants to to do that would have to think twice. Mm-hmm. Now the minister hinted that in the in the recording that he played, he said when you look at the lineup that Dominica has and uh, of artists you know that to top Dominica, you have to come really good. We have to really sit down and strategize how we can outdo. So so probably the answer to my question is yes, that Dominica has done enough. 
But if the answer to that question is yes, why the opera? Maybe mm -hmm. with St. Lucia promoting a Korean music festival, it's going to do Dominica good because more people will know that there's a World Korean Music Festival and it's going to pop up that Dominica has had a killer festival for the last 25 years. If you want an, an experience, go to Dominica for World Korean Music Festival. And so St. Lucia's festival will mostly be for St. Lucians who cannot afford or who cannot get time off to travel to Dominica. But the vast majority of people who can travel will go to Dominica for the festival. So, so I am agreeing with you that if we approach it from a positive point of view and we see competition as an incentive to raise our game, to raise our level, then there, it could be a, a, a silver lining in the cloud because yeah, maybe I... we will become complacent. And, and that is the kick that we need in the butt for, to make us um, appreciate it and, and enhance it. Yeah, and let me add on another la uh, layer to this discussion, Anthony, because think about it. Different islands have carnival in the same month. I looked it up. I looked it up, and July is jam-packed. You have carnival in St. Vincent. You have carnival in Jamaica. You have carnival in St. Lucia, Jersey City, Atlantic City, Toronto, Caymans, and Montreal. All in July. All in July. So what does that say to us? And they're not concerned. And I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to focus on the two smaller islands, St. Vincent and St. Lucia, who are pretty much neighbors. Both they both have, have carnival, carnival in July, in July right? July. But because they have distinguished their products, people are going to go to St. Lucia and people are going to go to St. Vincent. So I just, I just was kind of uh, perturbed when I realized people were in such an uproar when St. Lucia announced that it may do a Creole festival. But I, you know, it's interesting that in his response, he's talking about collaboration because what came to mind is, well, the, 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 the devil is in the details. How would that even be feasible, right? Would Dominicans, for example, have to get work permits to go over to St. Lucia for the festival to be able to sign? He's talking about having designers, come over to so 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 how exactly would that op operate well well with CARICOM with the agreements that we have with CARICOM and okay. we have agreements um in the OECS as well um there's freedom of movement of the workforce um and goods and services within the sub-region so I think there's infrastructure for that but having said that we've seen cases come before the Caribbean Court of Justice where that is not implemented and, and people have challenged um, that they go to islands and they, they're being forced to not work or they're being denied um, access to work and so on. And so while it may not be practiced, the framework already exists for, um, for, for there to be freedom of movement and goods. And, and that brings us to the point again with that announcement by saint lucia it should provide an opportunity for us to have that discussion as to how can we truly implement that that philosophy that belief that we as a sub-region should be able to move uh, freely and work in different jurisdictions without having to have the hassle of applying for work permits so so maybe 
St. Lucia has, as the minister said, if people from Dominica can come to St. Lucia and sell their wares, people from St. Lucia can come to Dominica, it, that provides an avenue for that increased collaboration that we should have because I truly, truly believe that the way forward for our people, the OECS and a tighter circle, but for, for wider CARICOM is to collaborate and try to approach world issues collectively rather than individually. So yeah, I, I, I hear what he says, although he seems to be um, talking from both sides of his mouth, if he's serious about collaboration and Dominica can provide a serious counterpart, there is an opportunity there for those two island sisters to sit down and to see how can we benefit, both of us benefit, because St. Lucia is Creole, Dominica is Creole. It's, it's not fair for St. Lucia to put their festival on the same weekend as Dominica's festival, but it's not fair that Dominica gets the lion's share of the Creole visitor's pie, so to speak. So how, how can they sit down and, and strategize collaboration rather than competition as was suggested in the video by that minister. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, I think what is important at this point, and I want to hear from the Facebook audience, is our recommendations. What can be done to make sure that when people think of Creole Festival, they only think of Dominica? So now we're no longer seeing St. Lucia as a, a threat to potentially come in and take, take over the World Creole Music Festival. Because they have a right, if they choose to, host the festival at that time of the year to host it at that time of the year. There's absolutely nothing that can be done to stop them if you think about it. But what is going right. to elevate us even beyond where we are to ensure that, that that stream of income, that stream of revenue uh, comes to us. But before we do, and I'm looking forward to your recommendations on the Facebook Live, let's just make sure we acknowledge everyone who's joining us. Eagle Mike, good evening. Mary Benjamin, great to see you. Absolutely, we can do better. I agree, Mary. My mom, Medina Senhouse, good to see you. Uh, let's see, Charles, Samantha, thank you for being here. Um, Eagle Mike says, we need to learn how to compete. If not, we will lose everything. I so agree. Emma Frederick, good evening, everyone. I'm listening. A Facebook user says, hey, Simone, hey, Tony. Uh, Ernest Leitan says, good topic, and a Facebook user says good topic and that is that is i think my my most important takeaway um anthony is our fear of competition right our our fear of always looking over our shoulder for what the next person is going to do rather than building our own brands so that there is there's no possibility of someone else coming in and taking what we're doing that is always my concern why are we so fearful of competition because we don't have the confidence in our ability? That's a short answer, right? Mm -hmm. um, do, we, do we perceive that there's a limited market out there? So for example, the, the example you gave on Carnival comes to mind because nobody feels threatened because everybody feels like we have a share of the, of the market that's adequate for us and, and there's room for everybody to grow. So, so for example, does Dominica sell out World Korea Music Festival every night, every year? 
And if Dominica sells out World Queer Music Festival every night, every year, there are people who want to go to a music festival that cannot go because all the tickets are sold. All the season tickets are sold. All the nightly tickets are sold. There are no more tickets. We fill to capacity. Um, we we feel I hear, this year, for example, there's a struggle for accommodations in Dominica. Our 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 hotels and our our, our community um, hostings and all of those things seems to be bursting at the seams. There, there there's a scramble for where people can stay when they get to Dominica. So so if we if we had capacity in our hotels and we had capacity in our ticket sales and and during the day we are at capacity with people buying foods at restaurants and those sort of things, there is excess in the market that St. Lucia can take up some of that slack. And so in marketing, there's a strategy in marketing where like having like goods next to each other actually enhances everybody. So you in the US, when you pass on a strip where there's one car dealership, you hardly see a car dealership in isolation by itself. Right. You see a string of car dealerships. Um, you, you see it in supermarkets. When you go to the mall, all the jewelry stores are grouped together. Mm -hmm. there, are certain, there are certain products that benefit from being right next to their competition because people know that if I'm going to shop for a car, I can go on that one mile stretch and there are five car dealerships in a row. So if I don't get that one, I can go to the next and to the next and so so the market comes and everybody sells more cars because everybody's attracted to the area because competing companies are situated next to each other. Can St. Lucia and Dominica collaborate on marketing where it becomes a thing that at at that time of the year you have Creole festivities happening in the sub-region. Yeah, a and tour, so you a, go a to tour of Creole. A exactly. tour of Creole. And this year you go to St. Lucia and you experience St. Lucia. Next year you go to Dominica mm -hmm. and you experience Dominica. And the next year maybe you do the festival in St. Lucia and you come to Dominica for its food and you mix and match. And, 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 and it, it will be just a matter of working with logistics, make sure you have the ferries, um, organized to transport people from between the islands. And, and so the joint marketing can be a benefit for both islands. So definitely, Simone, the idea of approaching it, not from a position of fear, but from a position of mutual benefit. And to go back to the analogy that I gave earlier, where you've experienced where siblings fight over the assets of the family, it usually doesn't end well for anybody in the family. Usually they have to sell the assets and split money and they sell it at a loss um, and all kinds of stuff. If it's a business, the business runs out. The cool as we say in Dominica, just because they, they cannot come together and pull their resources and push it together. And I feel that there is a similar opportunity there for for St. Lucia and Dominica to sit down across the table and have have serious and candid conversation. Anthony, one second. I, I also invited Alex Bruno to the conversation. So let me just okay. bring him in as well.
Hey, Alex, thank you for joining us. Mr. Powell. Yes, yes, the Creole, the Creole man himself. So, Alex, you can see the title. We're just talking about if um, St. Lucia has a Creole music festival, is it, is it an opportunity or a threat for Dominica? So, Anthony, um, finish your point. Yeah, Alex, good to see you, my brother. It's been a while. Nice to see you, Anthony. Well, I see you all the time, but not where we can talk to each other because you're a celebrity and uh, <laughs> a political <laughs> prominent figure in Dominica. I'm happy you took some time to be with us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so the point I was making is that it, it might be an opportunity for Dominican St. Lucia to look for ways to collaborate rather than to think about it as competition because they can sit across the table and St. Lucia can tell Dominica you know, what gives you the right to think that the biggest portion of the pie should be yours? Mm -hmm. And we are also Creole. We also have a Creole heritage. And Dominica will say, but St. Lucia, you know, you have more stuff going on in your economy than us. Um, why, why do you want to cut that slice of the pie, but, which is but, the one Anthony, thing, that Anthony, biggest thing should, that we have? Honestly, should St. Lucia really be concerned about our pie? Well, I'm saying, I'm saying, if you sit down at the table and negotiate, then both people have to put together what is in what is in the best interest of each other. Right. And in the spirit of collaboration, both have to give some so that in the end, both elevate, mm -hmm. as opposed to Saint Lucia saying, "Well, do you? I do mine. I have an international airport. It's easier for people to get to me than to get to you. So good luck." Mm -hmm. And Dominica says, well, we've been doing this for 25 years. We have a lock on some of the bigger artists. We have a lock on, on, the, on the Guadeloupe and the marketing people coming to us. Good luck. Let's see how long it will take you before you make a profitable competition. And we can turn our backs, walk our separate ways, and go try to take it down. Where now we have to compete on price. We have to compete on incentives. We have artists playing us against each other. This artist says, I want 100,000 cents to show up for them, 125, Dominica for them, 150. And it both both islands can go can spiral downwards, as opposed to coming together and say, okay, we both can have a festival. Let's see how we can do it so that we benefit mutually. We agree not to compete on artists. We sit down and both of us decide who, uh, which artist is going to St. Lucia, which artist is going to Dominica, and we cooperate on that kind of level so that we eliminate a lot of those um, potential um, crap fighting that, that could result if we, if we just look for what is best for us. Yeah, and I'm coming to you, Alex, but before we do, and, and Anthony, you know, uh, what I found interesting in what the, the, the video of the minister, and I know you have to live in a little bit, what I, I found interesting is how, you know, the joint marketing, it almost sounded like an afterthought. Did you get that sense? So the, 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 the salient points were bigger than Dominica, outdo Dominica, and then, oh, oh, by the way, we can have some joint marketing. It felt like an afterthought, and in my mind, it didn't sound genuine. It just sounded like, oh, by the way, in case Dominica is listening, let me just insert something to say, oh, we're willing to work with Dominica. And I agree. And also, the next the thing in it is that it sounded like it's a decision that has already been made. Because he says, I am in a difficult position. Mm -hmm. where Because I go to the festival all the time, but now I will not be able to go to the festival because we're planning our own. I'm paraphrasing, of course. 
But somebody says something like that, tells you that they already made the decision and um, maybe it just to try to save face and to slide it in, he's talking about possibly collaborating. Yeah, and it also begs the question, why was he going to the festival for all those years? Was it really to, to celebrate with us or was he taking notes? <laughs> <laughs> Alex answered that one. Yes, Alex, jump in, <laughs> jump in. So thank you for joining us, um, Alex, uh, Bruno. Everybody knows you. No introduction um, needed. So we're just curious. I, I'm, I'm assuming you've seen the video that caused quite a stir with Dominicans uh, with regards to the Minister of Tourism in St. Lucia talking about potentially having a Creole Music Festival. And I don't think at this point it's a potential, you know, guys. I think, like Anthony has said, that decision has already been made. And he's just putting out a statement about it. But I think we should expect to see that festival come next year. So, so Alex, we just wanted to get a sense of, of your thoughts about um, that particular video. And if we should see there's an opportunity to improve our festival, should we embrace the competition or should we see it as a threat? Wow. Well, that's very interesting. And I'm in a very interesting tone is analysis of things. I think every time a new product emerges, especially one which mirrors yours, it should be an opportunity for you to check yourself to see what you would have done wrong or what you could do better. The fact that St. Lucia is bold enough to suggest a Creole festival to coincide with Dominica's Creole festival after a quarter of a century suggests one of two things. Either St. Lucia knows something that we do not know or St. Lucia is so confident that they can just present a product identical to ours right next to the shores and get through. So that also begs a bigger question as to what, where did we go wrong in terms of our CARICOM relation? I mean, what, how did we fail to communicate uh, minister to minister, prime minister to prime minister, culture minister to culture minister? Because there's no way a full nation, a sister nation, is going to plan something so big in culture in Creole and the, so to speak, brother sister country who has been doing it for so long does not know. So there might have been a bit uh, sort of miscommunication. Also, it could be a, a hoop say we that the Caribbean countries normally play against each other. We try to outdo each other instead of working with each other. Um, so let's see this one as an opportunity to work together. Um, although it may be an afterthought on the part of the minister, but our minister should respond and say well i heard what you said and mm -hmm. let's speak we have some time to talk and probably the first thing we can do in the spirit of compromise is that you move your festival to the summer and keep that traditional date that we have had for 25 years free so you have yours i we have ours we cross um promote we benefit each other um you have an international gateway we can benefit from that we can tag you on with our international promotion as we did. So I think there's room for, for negotiation. But I get a sense that the minister in St. Lucia, I'm not sure whether he is all but done, but he the way in which he speaks, he says he's saying things which suggest that either he, this thing is above him or there is very little room, regal, regal room in the in the for negotiation. And that is what I think our minister, our prime minister, our technocrats, our di director of events must, must seek to do. Say, St. Lucia, okay, it appears as if you're going to, you want to do this thing. We cannot tell you you cannot do it because we don't own Creole. No one owns Creole. Creole begins, well, we know the history of Creole. So, yes, we, you want to do this, 
Um, but probably we can have an advice for you. Probably we can work together because we are too small. St. Lucia has 100 and something thousand. Dominica has maybe half of that. So we, if we come together, we have a quarter million people probably. And we can, I can come to you, to your event. You can come to my event. So when I come, I come with my Dominica flag. And when you come, you come with your St. Lucia flag. But for that to happen, we can't have it on the same date. So please rethink or do it, but do it during the summertime or sometime not in November, not in October to give the artists and the people enough space between both events. I think that has to happen. And if it happened in the true spirit of compromise, I do not see why both Dominica and St. Lucia cannot make some money. You are listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. I think we can all see why it was so important to have this conversation, right? So this was part of uh, our candid conversation series that we do on Push Past Then. And I think we can see the importance of why this conversation is important. And again, don't forget, this is only a portion of the episode that we did. So again, this is a portion of the interview, the conversation that we had with Mr. Anthony Drago, as well as Mr. Alex Bruno on St. Lucia deciding to embark on a World Creole Music Festival. So for the rest of the interview, for the entire interview, you can head on over to pushpast10.com, uh, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com, pushpast10.com for the entire interview. Um, it is our featured video this week, so you can take a listen to the portion of the rest of the interview that you did not hear. So again, pushpast10.com is where you want to um, listen to the rest of the interview and see the video as well of the Facebook Live interview. And don't forget, while you're there, be sure to, to click on the past podcast for any episodes of the program you may have missed along the way, as well as our YouTube channel, which contains all the videos that we have ever done for Push Past 10 and beyond. We also have other videos on the YouTube channel as well. So the YouTube, YouTube channel, is simply Push Past 10 and we encourage you to continue to follow us on Facebook at Push Past 10 as well. So if you want to be a part of the live interviews and you want to make a contribution to the interviews, you can always subscribe to our YouTube channel or you can simply follow us on Facebook. So here we are moving along, right along with the program. Um, our tip of the week is going to be the importance of 
um, self-care. So the importance of self-care, you know, we often hear people talk about self-care and sometimes we may wonder what exactly are they referring to? And as the year begins to wind down, we might see how stressed we have been for the last few months, whether we're trying to meet work deadlines, we have family responsibilities, we have so many obligations that are pulling on us that we may forget to take some time off simply to care for ourselves. And we always, we always must remember that taking time for yourself is not being selfish. I think too many times, especially as women, especially as mothers, um, we feel a sense of guilt when we simply take an hour or two just to enjoy ourselves, just to take care of ourselves without attending to any family or work responsibilities. So always keep in mind that it is not selfish to take time off for yourself. So let's look at what we are referring to in terms of self-care. So this is from uh, parameterhealthcare.com. So again, parameterhealthcare.com. And the name of this article is Sample of the Gates Beginning, the Importance of Self-Care. So again, Sample of the Gates Beginning, the Importance of Self-Care. And it begins by saying, adulthood is overrated. A great many people utter this statement out of frustration. And it's not surprising. Being an adult sometimes comes with overwhelming responsibilities. There are targets to meet at work and there is a lot of work to do at home. When you factor in social activities and other engagements, you will relish the opportunity to trade places with that baby <laughs> who has nothing to worry about. But we all know that's next to impossible. The only way to be at peace with yourself is by embracing the numerous responsibilities and taking some time to focus on what is essential. This includes self-care. So a very good article, I think that everyone should look at in terms of caring for yourself. It continues by saying, what is self-care? Uh, self-care is, is a general term that describes everything you do deliberately for your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. As simple as it sounds, many of us pay little attention to self-care. This is why deliberately is one of the most important words in the definition. You need to be conscious of your well-being before you can achieve true self-care. It starts from the simple acts like not checking emails at night when you know it affects your sleep and extends to more important decisions like going for a vacation or booking a massage when you feel you need to. So some great information that I think we can all uh, benefit from, that it goes into why it is important, why self-care is important. It also gives us some tips for self-care, tips to improve your well-being. And let me just read the first one to you. So number one, pay attention to your physical health. Physical health is a core part of self-care. The body and the mind have a unique connection 
And it's difficult to be in high spirits when you're not feeling good about your body. Research has shown that regular exercise increases the level of serotonin in your body, significantly improving your mood and energy. When exercising for self-care, you should choose an activity you love. It could be a regular run, brisk walk, swimming, or just about any other thing that makes you feel alive. You derive extra fulfillment from doing what you love, and it is the love that encourages persistence even when it seems you do not have time for it, right? So a very, very good article, if I might say so myself. So it talks about living your best life and just in general, taking care of yourself and not seeing it as being selfish, not seeing it as, you know, a time to feel guilty because you choose to take care of yourself. So I thought I would share this information with you. Again, it is from perimetercarehealth.com. Uh, Let's make sure I got that right. Uh, Perimeterhealthcare.com is the website uh, all about self-care. So here we are. It It always seems like the end of the program comes so quickly, right? But again, I always look forward to spending this time with you on Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. So if you're a regular listener, again, we want to thank you for your continuing support. We want to thank you for your support in terms of spreading the words to other potential listeners of the program. And we want to say thank you for being here every Tuesday at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time for Untapped Potential. So let's do it again next week, same place, same time, right here on TDN Radio as we stop by to get powered up and energized for the week ahead and to remind ourselves of the important life goals that we have set out for ourselves. So as we get ready to wind up for the day, don't forget your life story is your strength. Your strength. Remember to tap into your potential every day, every week, every month, every year. Uh, stay strong, stay positive, stay engaged, and stay active until we meet again next week at the same time you have been. Been.